Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us this Monday evening because collusion delusion, the collusion hoax, that is the subject of tonight's Point of View. After 22 months, 675 days and $25 million plus of your money and my money, Special Counsel Bob Mueller discovered what you and I have been saying this whole time. There's no collusion with Trump and Russia, 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 Russia. As you can see, I got a big smile on my face. Many people across America do today. I don't want to gloat though. I'm not going to gloat tonight, but I think you have to admit it's a pretty good day to be a deplorable. <laughs> All right, there's a ton I want to cover about the Mueller report. So I want to start by bringing really the Mueller report really to your dinner table. There's a million directions to go, but I want to share with you tonight why I believe this whole thing really matters to you and your family and should scare the bejesus out of you, whether you're a Republican, Democrat, or independent. What I'm going to share with you tonight, honestly, if you think about it, when you hear what I'm going to share with you, it should literally keep you awake at night because you and I are told that we've got the absolute best intel agencies in the world, the absolute best people in the world working at the top of these agencies, and yet, I'm going to lay some things out for you that should freak you out with what happened to the President of the United States. We had a former CIA director, Central Intelligence Agency. That is the hub of the whole deal, right? John Brennan tweeting out, going on TV and using the word treason, treason to talk about a duly elected president of the United States. You've got the head of the Department of National Intelligence, James Lyon Clapper, telling our former liar and leaker FBI director James Comey to go and brief President-elect Donald Trump on an unverified, salacious dossier. Remember, best intel people in the world, he wants to go sit down with uh, President-elect Donald Trump to debrief him on an unverified, salacious dossier. But why? Why then? Because remember, the news, the media, the fake news media, the enemy of the people, they wouldn't even report on this dossier. That's how salacious and ridiculous it was. But once James Comey sat down with President-elect, now it becomes substantial. Now James Clapper, remember, can leak it to CNN that, hey, there was a debrief on this thing. Now it becomes news. Next thing you know, CNN's reporting on it. Then here's, the, here's one of the, <laughs> I think, kickers. Top intel agencies in the world, top people at these intel agencies, Yet the former acting FBI director said this about the sitting president of, of the United States. Do you still believe the president could be a Russian asset? I think it's possible. I think that's why we started our investigation. And I'm really anxious to see where Director Mueller concludes that. The former acting FBI director who supposedly has got access to the best intel on the planet, sits there with a straight face and says he thinks our president could be a Russian asset. And he's excited to see what Mueller's going to find out. And guess what? Mueller, after 19 attorneys, 2,800 subpoenas, 500 search warrants, pen I mean, I go on and on down the list, unlimited budget, found zilch, zero, not a nothing, not one iota of evidence in collusion, and yet our former acting FBI director wants to open up a counter-intel investigation because he believes, he says based on intelligence, that our duly elected president of the United States is a Russian, Russia, Russia, Russia asset. Folks, if that doesn't scare the bejesus out of you, I don't know what else will. This is what they're doing to the president of the United States 
Think about what it means to you and your family sitting at home. You don't have the office of the President of the United States to defend yourself. I'm going to talk more about that in a moment. Then we've got our former CIA director, John. Hope you enjoy Gitmo Brennan that tweeted this out after the Trump-Putin-Helsinki presser. I get it's after this presser, but he says this. Donald Trump's press conference performance in Helsinki rises to and exceeds the threshold of high crimes and misdemeanors. It was nothing short of treasonous. That, that is a crime that, that you will get killed in this country for. Not only were Trump's comments imbec imbecilic, he is wholly in the pocket of Putin. Republican patriots, where are you? Treason, he says, folks. I mean, let's see where all this goes and, and who's actually going to be convicted of treason. We will find out as things continue to go here. Trust me, the Michael Avenatti thing that dropped in, the indictments, not a coincidence, okay? They are starting to show their cards a little bit like, okay, guys, you wanted to play this game. We'll see how this thing goes. Folks, I bring all this up, as I just mentioned ago, because this was happening to a duly elected president of the United States. Trump said it best at CPAC. They try to take you down with... He used words I can't say at 6.30 on television. But I want to give you a perfect example of why this should freak you out, okay? Remember the guy by the name of James Corsi, Jerome, excuse me, Jerome Corsi? We don't have a picture of him, but Jerome Corsi, he was given a plea deal by Bob Mueller, okay? Unelected, no one voted for Bob Mueller, special counsel, that guy, Bob Mueller. He sat down with Jerome Corsi, put a plea deal in front of Jerome Corsi and said, hey, if you sign this deal, we'll go easy on you. And if Jerome Corsi would have signed the deal right now, he would be in jail, folks. Jerome Corsi would be in jail if he would have signed a plea deal that Bob Mueller put down in front of him. And now that this Mueller investigation is over, guess what's happening to Jerome Corsi? Nothing. Not even prosecuting this guy. Not even going to prosecute him. So what does that tell you? It tells you a few things. One, this thing is a total and complete hoax. They were trying to squeeze people to you know, go out there and sing. Uh, which they had nothing to sing about. But my point is that if you and I as Americans, guys, if they're going to weaponize and abuse intelligence and intelligence agencies to go and put innocent people behind bars to make them sing about a duly elected president, that should freak us all out. The thing that I'd like to see happen now is who's going to investigate the investigators? As I'm sure you saw earlier today, Senator Lindsey Graham is calling on that, but who's going to investigate the investigators because it needs to happen. Now, I want to move on to this as well. The irresponsible fake news media that was not only perpetuating this collusion, delusion hoax, and I hate to say this, I'm, I'm obviously part of this business. I'm not a journalist, but I'm part of this business. You had quote-unquote journalists that were almost foaming at the mouth at the idea of a duly elected president of the United States going down, being taken out being from weaponized intelligence agencies. I mean, you can see them just hoping for Mueller to have the goods to take this guy out of office. That is shameful, folks. These people perpetuating this collusion delusion, and they were wrong. And I want to give you a few simple examples of just how wrong the mainstream media is, how wrong the media gets it. Let's look at, for example, the 2016 presidential election. They shoved it down your throat. Hillary Clinton's going to win this thing in a landslide. Whiff. Then they talked about collusion delusion. They totally whiff on that. They talked about the Covington kids in D.C. Remember that one? These guys, they were bad against the Native American native. They didn't do anything. They were probably the most respectful people there. Totally whiffed on Covington. They totally blew Jesse Smollett. I mean, they took all these things hook, line, and sinker, and they're shoving this stuff down your throat time and time again about Russia, Russia, Russia. And then there's nothing. There's nothing. 
And these people get all upset when President Trump calls the fake news the enemy of the people. It's obvious. I'm going to give you a prime example because I know many of you don't like it when I go, hey, the, and I'm talking about the fake news here, people that are perpetuating collusion, delusion. You don't like it when President Trump, when I say, yes, these people are the enemy of the people. Remember, we just had Brennan suggesting that President Trump is a traitor. He's on NBC saying that Trump is treasonous, okay? Let me give you an example of how irresponsible the media is, but yet no one holds them accountable. And how many of you remember this guy? Let's bring this picture if we can, please. Remember this dude? James Hodgkinson. He's the person that went out and shot some of our elected leaders in D.C., almost killed Representative Steve Scalise. I want to show you what he put up on Facebook before he went on his shooting rampage. This is a Facebook post from him. It says, Trump is a traitor. Trump has destroyed our democracy. Now it's time to destroy Trump and company. Gee, I wonder where the guy was getting this garbage from. Wonder where he was getting this junk just shoved down into his head, shoved down his throat. Could it be the fake news media and perpetuating the collusion delusion? That's obviously where it come from. But you know what? And they want to come out and tell you. Remember last week, a couple weeks ago, the New Zealand situation took place? What did the left do? What did the media do? They want to point that at Donald Trump, right? President Trump is responsible for some whack job going to the Christchurch in New Zealand and shooting people up and killing them. That's where they go, but yet when it comes to this guy, no one wants to take responsibility in the media for that one when he's basically, you know, parodying their own words. And I just want to put a button on this and how irresponsible the media is because who in the world would go and prop up a guy who's going to represent a porn star, right? Only the fake news media. Why? Because they were gonna, he was going to go out there and be a mouthpiece for the storyline, the things that they wanted to drive home. And, and we all know Michael Avenatti today indicted by two different districts, one for extortion and one because he uh, had bank fraud and tax fraud. And I want to give you an idea of what Michael Avenatti was trying to, you know, pitch out there as he's trying to drive home the storyline that the CNN and fake news media wanted you to buy into just to put a button on what I'm trying to say. And, and you know, and I know, that he shows no loyalty to anyone other than Vladdy Putin. And ultimately, that's going to come back, and it's going to hurt this president. And it, and it should. You know, you can fool people for a long period of time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. <laughs> I mean, does it get any more perfect than that clip right there of Michael Avenatti, who's now in handcuffs, indicted in two different districts? So one more thing, and i got to wrap up because I do want to get into Congressman Armstrong. So from the politics piece, the one question that you got to ask Bob Mueller, okay, the one question you've got to ask Bob Mueller is, when did you know there was no collusion? Did you know there was no collusion before the midterms or after the midterms? Because if you knew before, you probably had a responsibility to tell the American people, hey, guess what, guys? We're still looking into obstruction, but we know there's no collusion, which, by the way, if there's no collusion, there is no obstruction because there's then no crime. But very important question to ask Bob Mueller. Hopefully, at some point, he will answer that. All right, we had a chance to visit with uh, Congressman Kelly Armstrong. He sits on the House Judiciary Committee as well as the House Oversight Committee to get his take on the, at least up to this point, the Mueller report that's been released by AG Bill Barr. Congressman Armstrong, welcome back to Point of View. Obviously, huge news yesterday with the findings of the Mueller report with the AG Barr's a letter being put out, I guess, for you and you living in this world. Uh, for the people watching tonight, what's the most important thing you think they should take away from what AG Barr, Bill Barr, has released up to this point? 22 months 
19 GOJ lawyers, 40 FBI agents, and no, and no evidence of collusion with Russia by President Trump or his campaign. That is the single most important thing to take out of that report. It's important. It's important for the country. It was a good day for the country. Um, obviously, R Russia's interference in our elections is something we need to continue to monitor, but that is the takeaway from the report. I want to ask you, because you did mention that, hey, it does exonerate him from collusion, but then it specifically talks about obstruction of justice, and um, Mr. Mueller did not make a decision about obstruction of justice. A lot of people are saying that was a cop-out from a prosecutorial standpoint. You say what? Do you think Bob Mueller copped out on that one? I don't think Bob Mueller copped out on that one, but as we release what the report and we get everything out, we'll have more information available to that. But I mean, the, uh, there's so much. I mean, the nice thing about this president is he does what he does in public, and he does it on different avenues. <laughs> not to mention, the vast majority of the obstruction claims would be based on a crime that didn't exist. So uh, it's hard to obstruct. It's hard. It's hard to interfere with a crime when a crime hasn't been committed. Thank you for making that clear. And by the way, prosecutors don't exonerate. So I wanted to have you try to square a couple things. President Trump, you know, before he came back to D.C. and Florida, said, hey, look, this is a total exoneration, total exoneration. And yet in the letter from Bill Barr, it says, and I'm quoting here, the special counsel states that while the re this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. What do you think Bill Barr is saying there, and why put that word exonerate in this uh, document? Yeah, I mean, exoneration. I mean, I've had this conversation a lot of times before. I mean, when you're dealing with a criminal investigation, the, I mean, the exoneration and absolute innocence don't necessarily always go, go hand in hand. And let's be clear, when this report comes out, I'm sure there's going to be things in there that the president and his administration um, will... Will, will not like a lot. That's not the point. The point is there's no, they're not pursuing criminal actions after two years, $25 million, 2,800 20, subpoenas, lawyers working, on, or lawyers working on it around the clock, FBI agents working on it around the clock. I've, I've been in the federal court system. Um, do, when you have that many people working that hard to find a crime and there's not, and a crime hasn't been committed, committed we're, I mean, it isn't from lack of looking, Chris. Well, you get back to a core issue, and I'm going to play a soundbite for you in a moment, sir, but I want you to, to respond to this as well, is the fact that last time I checked in America, we investigate crimes, not people. So what, what even initiated this investigation? You know, obviously got initiated through, um, one, the, uh, General Flynn getting appointed and the, some of the things that came out over that, two, Jeff, Jeff Sessions being appointed as attorney general and recusing himself, the firing of Director Comey, and there were, I mean, there's, and then just to be frank, a narrative that has been invested in heavily by President Trump's, his opponents, both in politics and in the media that has been going on since the day he came down an escalator and announced his candidacy for president. So you said, hey, Chris, you know, the obstruction of justice piece, because there was no crime, there can't be obstruction of justice, thus not exonerated, and yet, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee that you're on, uh, Mr. Nadler, says, hey, we need to bring Bill Barr in because now there's a lot of questions about obstruction of justice. Do you support bringing Bill Barr in front of your committee, one? And two, what kind of qu questions would be raised for you regarding obstruction of justice, if any? I think two things are going on right now, and one of them is the world's fastest pivot because, there, like I said before, there are so many people that have been so invested 
in getting this uh, this administration tied into a Russian collusion collusion charge for two years that they are now immediately pivoting to something that was written in the report. And two, I think we just have to continue to, I mean, we walk forward. Sure, he should come in, but I also think he should have time to do his job. And the other thing that's being set up is if he withholds one piece of paper because of national security interests or legal implications in this report, Democrats are setting that up as an abject failure of, of this attorney general. So now they're weaponizing their attacks on him. And I, I, I want this full report released. I want everything that can possibly be released while following the law and attending to our national security interests to be done. But also, I believe that if one single piece of paper has to be withheld for legitimate reasons, the Democrats are going to immediately attempt to weaponize that. And do you think they're, they're utilizing, because to me, I read this letter and it seems like Bob Mueller did something similar to Comey where he comes out, speaks against Hillary Clinton, no indictment, speaks against President Trump, you know, no decision, no indictment as far as obstruction. Are they, are they possibly using this now clearly to weaponize, but even to, to impeach? I think that's that's an issue. Obviously, some on the on the left want to go down, but I think it's also pretty interesting and fairly hypocritical to demand immediate release of every single piece of paper regarding this report when, for two years straight, they've been fighting about releasing any of the documents that started this investigation in the first <laughs> place. And so, I don't know how you can have it both ways, other than it's just a purely political maneuver to attempt to continue to discredit this president. All right, I want to play a soundbite of President Trump on his way back from. Florida to D.C. and then ask you a couple questions about it, sir. Before I even got elected, it began. And it began illegally. And hopefully somebody's going to look at the other side. This was an illegal takedown that failed. Couple things, Congressman. He's saying that, hey, this whole investigation started illegally. One, do you agree with him? And two, then, then how did it start and what makes it illegal? Well, legal and illegal are different, are, are interesting concepts. I think we're going to have a lot of conversations about them, but we know for sure that between Fusion GPS um, and, and their ties to some, some members in the DOJ and the FBI, that there was definitely um, not great motives for why they were investigating this president at the time as a candidate. And that's what I'm saying is, is you can't immediately demand release of absolutely everything. And then if it wouldn't have been for ranking member Collins and uh, Congressman Ratcliffe, we still wouldn't have access um, to the deposition pages from um, that were released just a couple weeks ago. So I don't know how they can I, I don't know how they can argue for complete immediate transparency, not caring about privacy issues, not caring about the law, not caring about national security issues, but at the same time fight tooth and nail to withhold any possible document into the political motives of why this investigation started in the first place. With that being said. This is the now duly elected president of the United States that was, again, he's saying illegally investigated. Jerome Corsi had a plea deal in front of him. Now they're not even going to pros prosecute Jerome Corsi. For the people sitting at home that are laymans like myself, Congressman, how concerned should we be about how the DOJ and the FBI, you even said last interview that, hey, they were people there to overthrow a duly elected president. How concerned should we be about the weaponization of these institutions? Well, I always think that you have to be concerned about it for a lot of different reasons. When you get a bad look like this with one or two, or one, two, I mean, there's more than one or two people, but a minority of the people, like I've said before, I've worked with the Department of Justice my entire adult life. I've worked with FBI my entire adult life. There are great people, and these are great historic 
institutions in our country. And so to have people using, using those institutions for their own political motivations is obviously very concerning. And hopefully, I mean, these are executive branch agencies. And now as we move forward, hopefully President Trump will get, them, get that straightened out and we'll do our best to help in the congressional oversight side as well. With that being said, last question. Uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, head of the Judiciary Committee in the Senate, came out today and said, hey, essentially we need a special counsel now to investigate the investigators. Do you support that? I, I, I haven't seen that yet. I, I mean, I do think we need to take a deep breath, look back at all of this and figure out why all of this occurred and how closely tied too many of these people were to the Hillary Clinton campaign at the beginning of this. I said earlier, G Fusion GPS. But that is, I mean, we cannot weaponize our law enforcement agencies for political gain. But also at the same time, I would say I, I, right now we're going to get the Mueller report. As much of it as can be released as possible is going to be replaced by released by Attorney General Barr. And we need to move forward and start doing the business of the American people. I mean, we continue to go look back and we should look back and we should, but this is what you said earlier. We need to investigate the conduct and make sure that it can never ever happen again. But at the same time, this has been going on since the day President Trump has been sworn into office and now it's time to go do, I mean, we need to continue to deal with these issues, but we also got to move forward and get the work done that people sent us here to do. Congressman Kelly Armstrong, thank you so much for sharing your point of view with us. You got a lot going on, man. House Oversight, House Judiciary, you're going to have a lot of fun conversations. Thank you, sir.